probably a dry saison, uh, 80s funk. It's changed. Um, my wife is vegan, so I've, I'll go with one when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, it was chicken parm, particularly chicken parm for breakfast when it was cold. That was my thing. I'd like to tell you something. Beats and Easter podcast, the podcast you love to love is back. I am your host, Old Head Ed. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Another week, another episode, and uh, we find ourselves, as always, at the House of Yeasty. That is um, home base for Bruce Beats and Easter podcast. Yeasty Brews is located at 3944 Northwest 19th Street, Lauder Hill. Um, you know, this is this is where we chill. Thursday nights, they got the trivia going. Jenny with the pot with the tacos. The pop-up is outside. Pull up, order your tacos, come inside, grab a beer while you wait, and then, and then get into the trivia. Um, they have uh, prizes for top three teams. Uh, you get gift cards to use at a later date. Um, they also got their Seltzer Saturdays happening uh, every Saturday. $5 Seltzers, and they got wine specials for that person in your life that's not necessarily a beer drinker. You could bring them along, um, and then you know they'll have something for them to enjoy as well. And them seltzers hit. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody right now that these seltzers hit. They're not like your Trulies or your White Claws. You're gonna feel these. So um, just don't you know take that into consideration when you know they're 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 going down so smooth that you don't even realize it. Um, I got I got to shout out uh, the sponsors as well. Shouts to Beard Brews and Food, was kind of, which is kind of act, acting co-host this time around. What's going on? What's going on, people? Yeah, yeah, the homie Luis Cotto, beer bros, beer brews and foods, beard brews and food. I should know that by now. Uh, they got the hop and smoke. Well, you tell them about the hop and smoke event. What am I doing? So, got a mic in front of you. Yeah, man. Um, July thirteenth, man. Um, Thursday, July thirteenth. Oh, I'm sorry. You want Thursday, me to take this? Yeah, <laughs> Thursday, July twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're doing hop and smoke at Craft Beer Cellar, and it starts at seven p.m. and um. All you have to do is bring a cigar and uh, pair your cigar with a, a nice craft beer. We have um, BOGO for the first round and uh, 10% off on um, additional beers, but um, canned beers from their beer fridge, um, I believe is Darks and um, Porter's Stouts. You know? Okay, nice. Yeah, shouts to Amy and Eddie over at, uh, at CBC, the craft beer seller. Go check them out. Great view. I always say great view, but it is a dope view. Let's get into this week's... Oh, no, well, hold on. I, see, I want to jump the gun. I'm so excited to talk to this week's guest that I kind of forgot that there's two other sponsors. Uh, shouts to G-Juice G Remedies. That's G.J-O-O-S dot Remedies. And also the Mama Juana King. Description notes, the show notes, if you look at the bottom, if you read through, and I implore you guys, there's always information in there. Read through about a little bit about you know the, the guest and, and what we discussed, and then you'll get all the information as to where to find the guest, and then you'll see the sponsors. Make sure you give them a follow on IG, um, because I do, and, and, and I mean, who doesn't want to do the coolest things around? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Follow Beard Brews and Food, G-Juice mm-hmm. Remedies, and Mama Juana King. Boom. I think I'm done with that. I think I got everything. Um, everything in order? Everything in order. That's good. Um, no, I don't. What is it? August 6th. 
Oh, August 6th, Something man. else happening at Yeasty. Oh, we got Hip Hop Night. Yes. The Great Cap City is performing at Yeasty Brews on August 6th. Shouts to Cap City. Dropping new music. Um, just started a podcast, too, so I'd like to welcome him to the uh, podcast sphere. Another South Florida podcast is always good to hear. People coming up and, yes, and trying different things mm-hmm. and you know new avenues and whatnot. So, um, all right, Ed, let's get to this week's guest. <laughs> <laughs> He's been patiently waiting. This week's guest I met recently, and uh, and off the rip, like there was a couple things. Just without like getting into too deep conversation, there was things we had in common, and uh, and then. I heard what great person he was from Dan at, at Yeasties and, and Lewis, you know, said he was a great person too. So I was like, all right, let's sit down and talk to great people. Is he willing to drink beer with me? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, well, that's it. Check all the boxes. Here yep. we are. Uh, who am I speaking of? I'm speaking of none other than arts lawyer, Josh Lita. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, how we doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. So old head Ed, is that what I'm supposed to call you? Yes, you can. Yeah. Just don't call me late for dinner. Uh, <laughs> it, could be, it could be Ed, old head Ed. Definitely old head Ed. There you go. Joke, that's that's what sure. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's what I'm Thank talking about. Thank you so about. much for having me. No, my pleasure's mine. I mean, I, you know, we started, our, our conversation started through uh, glasses, frames, gla- uh, was it lenses? Long yeah. story short, Ed and I kind of look similar. Yes. We're bald dudes <laughs> with beards and glasses, and yes. we look very similar. If you ever need me to go in and give closing arguments... <laughs> I will stunt double. I'll walk in. Right, they won't yeah. know the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe on Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there maybe, you go. Maybe, maybe hey, we listen, go on Judge Judy. Yeah. She's still alive. That's oh, yeah, she's still going. She's still doing her thing. Absolutely. Then we started talking briefly about music. And then we also found that we had a lot in common there. So I was like, all right, well, we got to sit down and talk. You know, we got to sit down and talk. So um, let's let's talk business. Um, how did you get into, um, what inspired you to go into law to begin with? Before we even get to the whole what, what arts law is, let's get into what inspired you to get into law. Sure. So um, I grew up down here in South Florida. I'm a South Florida native uh, in Plantation, which is uh, west of Fort Lauderdale. And I studied history in college. I went to UCF, studied history in college because I liked it. And then I got to my senior year and I kind of didn't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> right? Because I love history, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, the next logical step is going mm-hmm. to doctorates and all that stuff. So I grew up with a family of lawyers. My dad was a criminal defense attorney for around 45 years. Wow. Would take down here in Miami, you know, during mm. the 80s and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, when yeah when it was yeah. the murder capital. Yeah, yeah, he 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 went. You know, so he was a defense attorney. Some judges in my family, other lawyers. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll go to law school. Um, and I liked it, and I went in with a focus actually on entertainment law. That was my original dream was to be an okay. entertainment lawyer. Uh, I've always loved music, and we'll get into it a little bit more and art and movies and culture. Then I wanted to be a beer lawyer. Turns out it's kind of hard to get jobs doing either of those things straight out of law school. <laughs> so uh, they yeah. want something in the portfolio before you jump yeah. into that. I imagine. Yeah, like you're 25, bro. Like, okay, it's yeah. great that you're passionate, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe we'll wait a few years. So that, that's what inspired me. Long story short, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I, I went to law school, and it was just very intellectually stimulating okay. because there's just a lot of facets and different aspects there. Got you. Yeah. Uh, was a debate a club a thing? In high school before, okay. Uh, no, not at all. Oh, it wasn't. No, I was, shaking oh. my, I was just listening to the question. No. Oh, okay, okay. Can you call arguing with your friends at lunch over music debate club? Oh, if yeah. If that's the case, yeah. then yes. That qualifies. Yeah. That qualifies. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I played golf and basketball, gave up on basketball, started playing guitar. Okay. And then I would just hang out with my friends, and we'd make movies, play video games, and, you know, Shit. that was okay. it. Yeah, that's pretty dope. cool. Yeah. Oh, dope. Uh, UCF, man. Uh, go Knights. 
Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, what time frame were you there? 08 to 2012. Okay. So, wait. Yes, 08 to 2012. <laughs> Not long ago at all. Not long ago. Feels at like all. a long time. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was at a coffee shop recently, and I was saying, like, they're 22. I'm so I'm 32. They're tw- they were 22. I'm like, man, you made me feel so old. And they're like, you look great for your age. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the response not- <laughs> you're supposed to give. I wasn't looking for a response, but that is yeah. not what you're supposed to say in that situation. I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, 32. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So you were saying, you know, beer law. And entertainment law are kind of tough to get into. You landed on arts. What what drew you to the arts law? So um, I started out, I actually got to do a little bit of alcohol law straight out of law school. So okay. I did a little bit of zoning stuff right out, but that was sort of a part-time gig. Um, I landed, my first job was insurance defense, uh, PIP insurance defense. So it was just a gotcha. lot of driving, a lot of litigation, a lot of being okay. in court. And my father was, had been practicing for a long time. I'm the baby in the family, so... He was towards the end of his practice. He said, why don't you come in and work with me and learn how to run a law firm? So I, I did. I was 27, and I jumped in. I went in with him and went into a completely different area of law, which was criminal law. I mean, I grew up, obviously, listening to the stories, and I was yeah, familiar yeah. with it, but I hadn't practiced it. And from there, it developed, and I expanded into business in what's called administrative law. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say a brewery somewhere doesn't get licensed and gets in trouble with, you know, the DDPR in the state of Florida. Mm. That's an example. Or like, a real estate person gets in trouble. You can okay. defend them. Those are examples of administrative. Okay. From there, father retires, and I start a new firm with my current law partners, uh, Twitch Trading Tribunal PLLC. We're okay. local here in Fort Lauderdale, three attorneys. And one of them recommended one day, because I was going to do the business law, right? Transactional litigation, the whole, mm-hmm. that's my sphere. Why don't you do art law? Because, you know, you draw and mm-hmm. you're passionate about it. I'm like, is that a thing? Like, I, I didn't even realize that was a thing because it's not mm-hmm. very prevalent. So I did some yeah. research. It is a thing. It's mostly in New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is it's it's very not regulated. It's very much not regulated. Oh, okay. Wow. So there's not a lot of laws federally re- relating to art. Pretty much anyone can sell mm-hmm. art or say they're an art yeah. expert, you know, and then there's debates, you know, you can go to court and debate over that, but there's no statute that says this is what one is, this is what one isn't, or this is how a sale is supposed to go. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, this looks really interesting, and I just dove into it, and I learned everything that you can learn about the current market, how it develops, mm-hmm. um, how artists can grow within that market without having to be super rich or super famous or anything like that, and I help everyone within art world so even up to like banks and institutions so like if they're going to loan against a piece of art i can help them with that mm, yeah. okay. it's just there's just a lot there and i like things that there, there are a lot of okay information to dive into got you when you, as i'm hearing you speak i start thinking about how even the times have changed and how and what art becomes mm-hmm. um and how it's it was very complex to be artistic at one point and now with the way technology is it's there's it's there's a level of simplicity. Every you know somebody could become an artist just you know by drawing on an iPad or whatnot. So when you're saying that, I'm wondering like there's got to be a um, that's going to have to grow exponentially because now there's there's, there's so many other um, avenues of that you'd have to be concerned with lawsuits or whatnot mm-hmm. with with just the, the way the you know social media is and how people push their stuff through there. So are you seeing some of that? Yeah, so we already have history of that. Um, mm-hmm. There was a very famous artist whose name is Richard Prince. We're going back a few years. Okay. And he calls himself like an appropriation artist. So mm-hmm. he will work with he will work with materials or photos of someone else's work okay. and change it slightly, and that's his art. Um, and I won't go down the rabbit hole of 
whether that is art or in it, you know, mm-hmm. the value of that. Yeah, that could be anybody. Yeah, yeah but he got a few years ago. He took like Instagram photos of celebrities and he printed them out and he wrote like his own comments below them and things like that nature. Did a whole show. Okay. And there was a big debate. Is that that I think there was a lawsuit around it, but people were upset that their photos were appropriated. Some of the celebrities were cool with it though. Okay. They were totally on board with it. They were. Yeah, yeah. They were so. I love examples like that because it shows that there's a giant range of opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also transcending now into the NFT space as well. So definitely okay. tech has affected art and people's opinions and the litigation and the type of fights that we see. Yeah. And right now, I mean, it's it's definitely exponentially going crazy wow. with the NFT expansion. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the NFT. Let's, let's not waste any time and get right into that. Me, myself, someone who's... I come from a I come from an era where I still want to hold on to yeah. what I own. Yeah. Um and I know Dan has has you know kind of like introduced me to the idea. Several people have mentioned the ideas of NFTs. Speaking of um if you guys missed out the uh, the NFT release, the can drops at Yeasty, there's still a couple left over. Make sure you get out here that's it's a hazy IPA and then there's a seltzer. They've got uh the board ape Logo on the front or the board ape NFT on the front. Uh, the designs in the background are by Rock Soul, and um, yeah, man, it was an event. I didn't get to make it out, so I'm I gonna, couldn't either. Yeah, yeah. So see, that, another thing we have in common. It, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. end. It doesn't end. Is this? Even, am I just talking to myself here? Or it like, seems I, I like it. Know. It seems like it. Listen, if you need, if you want to interview somebody sometime, <laughs> yeah. you'll be my stunt double, <laughs> man in <and> mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, MJ has to be on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, but. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so without, I mean, breaking down NFTs too much, how, how does law apply to NFTs now? So it's, what's fun for me about this is I think you can tell, like, I like things that are kind of changing and always like, there's just a lot of different directions you can go with, right? Law traditionally stagnant's not the correct word. It does evolve. It's just very, very slow. Mm. And so for a long time, depending on the specific areas, the analysis is fairly standard and you're going to fall on one side of the argument. Maybe you'll come up with a novel idea here and there. Mm-hmm. What's with the NFT space, and just so people are aware, I'm going to make it very, very simple. It's not going to get freaky or digital or anything like that. It's just a really good way to store, own, uh, to track ownership of items, whether they're digital or physical. Okay. So NFTs don't have to be a work of art, and they don't have to be a digital work of art. It can be an NFT saying, I own that car, in theory. Uh, I, I don't know of any companies that are doing that. I'm just using it as an example. Okay. To, so why uh, is the law so interesting in this space? I'm actually like part of a little group of nerdy lawyers who just, <laughs> we talk about this stuff all the time. And the reason is, is because over, you'll hear a lot of like famous technologists talk about making NFTs out of everything. What do they mean about that? They don't necessarily mean, I don't think that everything needs to be digital or everything yeah. has to be metaverse or mm-hmm. a video game. What they mean is eventually ownership will be tracked via blockchains okay. and different blockchains will do different things for different people. Okay. And NFTs are just a tool to do that. Okay. But the problem is, it's still a new technology. Mm. It still operates somewhat uniquely. It's a lot of times what's called decentralized, which is a really a unique concept. Basically, instead of one yeasty brews, there's like 20 yeasty brews all brewing the same beers. Mm. So if one yeasty brews goes down, at least 19 other yeasty brews can keep making the beer. Okay. Right? That's without, again, without getting into the boring you with the dynamics of a blockchain. Yeah. That's the decentralization aspect. Okay. It's that not, it's not, power silo of information. Okay. So there's all these laws that we have Mm -hmm. for fraud and for Mm -hmm. securities registration issues and trademarks and copyrights. But at the end of the day, we haven't had it brought in front of a court and there is no specific regulation on it. So all we have right now are theories. 
Gotcha. We think the court's going to rule this the way. Uh, we think this is how the judge yeah, is going to yeah. analyze this. There's a lot of precedent that still yeah. has to be set. Exactly. And, and it only happens when you find yourself in that. It only happens in court. I mean, so unless there's a law that you can then litigate over and fight, the changes in our country, for good or for worse, depending yeah. on your points of view, and that's mm-hmm. all a different conversation, Yeah, that's just how the system works. Yeah. And people are people. So you might go in front of a judge that doesn't understand the technology or is just naturally opposed to it for whatever reason because they don't understand it. And they see the news stories about fraud and scams and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go in front of a judge that really does get it. And the lawyers are arguing in good faith and making really unique, interesting arguments. And then you get great law. Mm. It could be the complete opposite, too. And we just don't know the way it's going to play out. So that's what's really fascinating. And that's why I said it's sort of expanding it. Because it's bringing us all these new legal questions, basically. Yeah. And it must be great to, to like actually be part of like that it is. development of that. Yeah, or it's what, fun. What's to come from it? It's fun. It's completely different. I've been practicing going on seven years, but I've been around law my entire life. Yeah, I don't. I haven't personally experienced a part of the law like that. Wow. And and it's it could be everybody. Like yeah. I, I, you know, we said at the beginning, I'm an art attorney, right? I'm an art and business attorney, but I'm an art attorney. I still tell people that I'm, I'm not necessarily like a regulatory attorney who's going to go up against the SEC for you. Maybe I will. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. It depends on the situation. I can't predict the future, but yeah. that's not necessarily where I'm coming at from my analysis or the way I look at the laws or how they're going to get impacted. I'm focusing more so on like artists, mm-hmm. collectors, the financialization of art, how that's going to grow over time. But there's a million other things that you can work with in the space. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. To your point, it's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Any any free advice you can give to an artist as to, you know, what they could do to prepare themselves to not be in a situation where they would need a lawyer when it comes to art? Not, or, so or, it's, it's not legal advice. First okay. of all, I am not your attorney. Okay. Uh, <laughs> even if you see me in a bar somewhere and we're yeah. talking, not an attorney, we're just, we're just shooting the breeze. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but sure, yeah, I'd love to. So the big one that I think is always easy, that I can tell anybody, like, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. And I think, Lewis, I think you've heard me talk about this before, but, like, with art, everyone has different goals. Some people want to be Picasso in the sense of fame. Okay. Maybe not skill, but just they want to be famous. Yeah. Or they want to make a very good living. Okay. Or they want to break into a certain scene or achieve a certain purpose. So every individual has their own goals for their art practice. For me, I make it for myself. Like, I I sell a couple NFTs here and there. It's mostly for fun. Okay. That's why I make art. Uh, very simple stuff, like you were saying earlier, and on my phone with my fingers. So very, go. very low, lo-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's my goal. So, you know, I'm not really dipping my toe in the water of potential litigation. Yeah. Uh, a lot of artists like to take images that they'll find online and incorporate them into their art. And we've all heard the phrase fair use. Everyone's heard it. Mm-hmm. And we think we know what it is. But the question of whether using someone's work of art is or is not fair use is complicated. And if people fight over it, it goes to court and the judge or the jury is going to decide based yeah. on legal arguments. Mm-hmm. And so for artists out there trying to like avoid situations, talk up front to whoever you're collaborating with, even if you've known them for mm-hmm. 15 years yep. so that you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. If there is a potential area where there's going to be a conflict. Just be prepared. I'm not going to let that spiral everything out of control. Mm-hmm. Or if it gets too much, we'll walk. I don't mind walking away. You know, like you. don't follow through on something unless you absolutely have to do it. Yeah. If, if it doesn't feel right, yeah. particularly with art, yeah. you don't want to associate negative emotions with art. Definitely. Um, have contracts. If you are regularly working in the art world, a mm-hmm. written contract that just lay, it can be very simple. Doesn't have to be overly complicated. If you're not dealing with thousands of dollars, but like, have something in place that says what it says. Um, and then, again, stick true to 
to who you are and what you know. Okay. And if you're going to mess around with like incorporating other people's works of art, it, you know, you're running a little bit of a risk, but that, but art is risky. Correct. You know? Yeah. So like it, different people are going to do different things. If you're willing to take on that risk, the world needs risk takers. Mm-hmm. Sure. If someone gets mad about it, that you'll have options. You can, just take the art away. You can apologize. You can see if they want to work with you. You can give yeah. it like there's a million solutions, right? Um, but not everyone wants to take those risks. You know, me personally, I I stay away from that kind of stuff. I'd rather make my own works just for personal use. I don't want to deal with yeah yeah yeah. Or if I was going to take a work to to build on, I'd go to like a domain a website with like public domain works oh, okay. or works in the public space that yeah. I can use freely and not gotcha. get in trouble. Yeah, that, that's what they're there for. It's yeah. for anybody's use. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. Dope. Dope. Uh, Josh, you want to hit them one time with the uh, with the firm, with the law firm, where they could find you? If anybody, any of the artists that are out there, um... yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm I'm Josh Lita. Uh, the law firm is Twig Trade and Tribunal PLLC. Uh, it's me and two other partners. Um, I'm the trade in the Twig Trade and Tribunal. That's okay. the art and business <laughs> stuff. Nice. Uh, I really really like helping all levels of people in the art and business space, um, particularly upstart artists or gallerists or curators who are just trying to get going because to your point, if you can build in best practices early Mm -hmm. on, it saves you a headache down the road. Gotcha. Knowing your worth, knowing what you want to do, not accepting garbage just because you feel like you have to, which we've all been there. Everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's called paying dues at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's no judgment there, but like you want to, you just want to know that you don't want to have to do that forever. Correct. Um, uh, so you were saying find us. Our website's twiglaw.com. I don't enunciate great, so it's T-W-I-G-L-A-W.com. Uh, Josh at twiglaw.com is my email address. And then my personal Twitter is E-S-Q-L-I-D-A. All right. Uh, I believe that should be my Twitter handle. Again, that is my personal Twitter, Twitter account, but I'm on Twitter a lot because, to be perfectly honest, that's where most of the NFT news is happening gotcha. yeah. in real okay. time. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. My peoples, uh, you got to know Josh. I got to know Josh. Lewis already knew Josh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but there's still a lot more left to, to, to discover about Josh, and we're going to start with these beers. Y'all stick around. We still got the brews, the beats, and the eats. Brews, beats, and eats the podcast, and we're back. Uh, this is the brews segment of the podcast. This is the, the segment where we get to know our guests uh, beer taste, uh, what they like to drink, what they don't like to drink. Um, maybe an early beer. No, definitely not. Maybe we're going to get into an early beer story. Maybe the first time you enjoyed a beer or maybe the first time you tried one. Um, while we do that, I'll give you guys some details on the beers that we're having. We're enjoying. And, uh, and by the time this is all said and done, we're going to have Josh kind of give us, you know, a one through four, like his most favorite to his least favorite. In order to do that, we got to crack beers open. So let's do it. Let's get into it. And and, and the co host is here just to kind of like co sign on all the seventies uh... radio voice. <laughs> yes, yes. Have at it, Josh. Right. Old head head <laughs> pours the first beer. It's a beautiful golden color. I'm gonna stop. That's gonna drive me. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna drive myself crazy. Yeah. I was gonna say, look at the head on that. <laughs> <laughs> look at that glorious head. <laughs> it's, it's funny. If we didn't already have beards, we would have sprouted Ron Burgundy mustaches in the middle. Yes. Of the yeah. yeah. Yes. And there would have been a harpoon yes. involved or something. And, like, um, what, is, what is a sex panther just like appearing out of nowhere? Uh, it's so sex strange. Panther. The bottle of sex panther is right there and it smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> so this, what doesn't smell like pure gasoline is this first beer we're going to try. 
Um, and it is uh, from Blue Owl Brewing. It is their spirit animal. It does, it's a sour pale ale. Clocks in at a 5.5% ABV, and it's from Austin, Texas. I wonder what's their spirit animal. Mm. Well, it is an owl on the... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be an owl, yeah, right? Yeah, it's got to be an owl. Be the owl. <laughs> It'd be funny if it wasn't. It'd be funny if it was just like a mouse instead. It's a raccoon. It's a raccoon. It's like, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. pandas. Yeah. Which owls probably prey on, so that kind of that, that throw a whole thing into it. Uh, what do you think of the beer, Josh? So, um, I the, my second choice that I was going to say uh, instead of Saison's, I'm also a big fan of pale ales. Okay. I love like... 5% and lower beers. I'm just a big, big fan. Mm-hmm. This is good. Okay. I like it. Uh, you know, it. I love sours. I love pale ales. It definitely tastes like a pale ale. Um, head's a little thin. Mm. The head dissipated pretty quickly. Yeah. So, you know, probably just a standard Berliner base. But it tastes nice and refreshing. And on a hot summer day, I would very much enjoy it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, perfect for um, the beach. It's yeah, beach absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um it's funny you mentioned um, before we get into your early beer memory. You mentioned um, zoning, um, zoning laws, with, and um, Dan, uh, Dan over at Yeasty Brews was we we kind of this had to be off mic maybe a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple days ago. I can't tell time. Just, time is a social construct. But uh, <laughs> uh, Dan had mentioned we were kind of telling him about the concept that Blue Owl. Which is you buy a glass, you pay mm-hmm. for the glass, which comes out to like twenty. Depending on the depending size on of the tier, the yeah. tier, they can go anywhere from I don't know sixteen to twenty-two or twenty-four. Mm-hmm. But each glass comes with four pours. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So you could drink any four beers that they have. Um, any well, they have several beers, but four of what uh, the the beers that they have there. And um, if you don't get through all the beers while you're sitting there, you get to take the canned product home. That's very interesting. Yes. It was it, the cheapest beer um, run that we've did done when we were in Austin. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it yeah, was, it was so probably cheap. one of the, the better ones. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, yeah, it was very affordable. So, uh, we're, it's, the reason I'm, I mentioned zoning and, and breaking this whole thing down is that Dan had mentioned, well, yeah, the reason that they do it that way is because of zoning laws. It's like the area they're in. And then, you, and then we realized, like, oh, mm-hmm. it was kind of like in a residential It was in a residential area. area. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in, in, in law school, I wrote a paper uh, in comparative law, comparing the laws of the beer laws of Florida to Belgium, and I think it was Germany. Okay. Because they actually have beer laws, like national, federal beer laws. We do, too. Okay. Um, but it's mostly regulated by the state and then on a very, very local level, to your point. So gotcha. you can have the state regulations and then the county regulations and then the city or municipal mm. regulations. And even within that, there will be exceptions and whatever. So that's not uncommon. I don't know specifically about Blue Owl, mm-hmm. but a lot of the ways that newer craft breweries, and when I say newer, I mean, I'm going back to like the second wave, so like the early 2000s. Okay. Right? Maybe mid-2000s yeah. when Dale's Pale and all that stuff was kind of popping back up. Yeah, yeah. And spreading throughout the country. Um, they would have to distribute in like really unique ways. You know, they were unintended. <laughs> the a lot of the alcohol laws were written a really long time ago. Uh, yes, not long after prohibition. Yeah, and maybe they were changed a teensy bit mm-hmm. here and there because you know beer wasn't. It was a homogenized monopoly. Yeah, yeah. So, so when people started opening up these places, like in Florida, the ability to sell beer out of your brewery was originally under a tourism exemption. Wow. That, if okay. I'm not mistaken, the history goes back to Bush Gardens. Gotcha. Bush owns so they, it so that they could sell their beer. So the law used to, it is, and it's not like this anymore, but something to the effect of, um, 
you're allowed if you're a brewery of this size or this, that, or the other thing up, you know, if it contributes to the tourism of the state, some okay. language along that's those the lines. underlying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you a, that's a fun example. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Not bad at all. Um, there was a question I had, but I was so enthralled with Dude, I talk so much. I'm so distracted. <laughs> no, and I talk over people. It's a problem. It's but a it's, problem. It's all valuable. Um, well, well, at this point in time, what I can do, kind of just fill in the blank and hopefully it, it, it comes just, back to you me. You got to walk backwards, man. We got to get, we have to get your, your earliest beer memory. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Wait, am I going back now? <laughs> um, it'll take you there. It, it's I I I can still remember this very very vividly. So it wasn't my very first beer memory, but it was really the one that kind of changed how I looked at beer. And Lewis knows this, but I'm actually a certified Cicerone. So if oh man, so, hold on a second. For, <laughs> yes, for those who don't know what a Cicerone is, it's like a sommelier but with beer. This guy knows his beer. So yeah, so I I, I took the class and I passed the test, and it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. And um. But the the first beer that really got me into that headspace was when Funky Buddha was a, uh, a hookah bar in Boca, in Boca way back in the day. Yes. Uh, yes, it was right around my last couple of years of college. I was coming down, and I had friends that used to do the open mic nights mm-hmm. there. You know, so you know Renda. I don't. Maybe. Okay. Probably. Yeah, my buddy was, used he, to perform there. He was the MC. He was the MC. Yeah, probably. And I'd he probably was like one. Of, apparently, he was one of the three original employees of. <laughs> It was this tiny, it was a hookah bar yeah. in Boca, in like a shopping center, and they made beer. And like, I'm a nerd, and I like cool, unique things, and I like food. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. So they had one called Snack Attack. I don't know how many times they made it, and I could be remembering the name wrong, but I remember it was a collaboration with Cigar City. Okay. I had heard of Cigar City. Yeah. And it was, they described it, it was a giant stout. It was like 10% or 7, seven 8, 9, 10%, something like that. And they were like, it's designed to evoke the flavors of snacking like on a multi-snack thing when you were a kid. Oh, and wow. I drank it. Okay. And it could have been, you know, totally, uh, what's the word? Um, placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, I tasted pretzels and chocolate and raisin. Uh, and raisin is a flavor that pops up in darker beer. And this yeah. was before people actually added all the stuff yeah. into the stouts. Mm-hmm. It was just usually, wow. typically just the beer. And maybe yeah. they added some chocolate. I don't know. Yeah. But I drank it and I couldn't believe what I was drinking. I'm like, I've never had a beer like this before. Wow. And it totally opened up my mind to it as this like beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll very, very briefly, right around that time, Total Wine used to have these little books that they would give out for free. They were like right. these little uh, log your beer type. No, of, not oh, even no. not even like um, like uh, advertise material. Okay, but it was a really, really, really thorough, well written, in depth breakdown of like all the beer styles. Oh, their ABV, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. IBU, their histories, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of beer in there. And I'm like, there's all this stuff I get to learn. Mm. Yeah, that was it. That was hooked. nice. Yeah, had something like that on there back when they used to do this. Actually, I'm gonna bleep out their name, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, back, you can believe that Total back, Wine, too. Yeah. 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 No, we're getting a check from Total Wine. <laughs> I got a law team on my side now. <laughs> but uh, used to do, like, the mix your own six pack or build yeah. your own six-pack or whatever, and then yeah. they did away with that. But I remember one of the things they did on the on the container, the six-pack container, was they had the, they would break down the two categories of beers, the, the lagers and ales, and then it would tell you everything that falls underneath that. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of not as extensive as the pamph- the little booklet you got from Total Wine, but something along the lines it of that. It was crazy, and then I lost it, and I was, like, upset, and then I found it. Like, they had it again, so I took it again. It was just a free little booklet. Nice. It's pretty nice. Tons of information. Yeah. I remember, as we crack, as we get into the second beer, I remember what it was I was going to say. We, you had mentioned Prohibition. 
mm-hmm. and how these laws were coming up and you know everything was kind of like formulating at that time and i just couldn't i i it brought a smile to my, my face the thought that these people were coming up with these ideas while drinking beer. Yeah. Like, or, or consuming an alcohol of some type. Like, <laughs> like all the ways around yeah. these things were like, yeah, yeah how are we going to sell this to people? And they're drinking, their, I'm sure they're drinking beers and, and well, whiskey or whatnot. It, it's fun. I mean, it, <laughs> it, like, I, I studied history, and part of it was U.S. history. And, you know, I, I like to generalize things and make things a little bit more fun. So it may, you know, oh, it wasn't exactly like that. Yeah, okay, I, I understand that. I like to paint yeah. a picture. Yeah. A lot of the American Revolution was based around meetings and pubs. Uh, I mean, it just was. So, for like, it's particularly like in Boston. So in Virginia, a lot of the founding fathers who wanted to, you know, go against the British was very intellectual letters and mm-hmm. theory and philosophy. They had that in Boston as well, but they also just had actually Sam Adams, if I'm not mistaken, just running around like, hey go go into the bars and they would just talk and they would wow. have these ideas okay. like you're saying mm-hmm. that's right you know and they would just talk and, and it came from there oh that's pretty cool man yeah that's great um i can't i can't tie in sam adams or boston into this next beer so the segue is horrible but <laughs> i can tell you this that this beer is uh is making a return by so popular demand our second beer today is is from the family twin flame brewing this is their strawberry printer it is a strawberry blonde Six percent mm. ABV and is brewed in Davie, Florida. Sweet. Shouts to Diana and Brian. Six percent. Six percent, sir. Really? Yes. It's fantastic for a drinko vision at home. It is very smooth. Uh, definitely a blonde ale. But you know what I kind of like about it? Set. A lot of times when beers ha- are blonde ales with uh, fruit added in them, mm-hmm. very common thing. I I love blonde ales and I love mm-hmm. blonde ales with fruit in them. But I can still get like there's always that whiff of like the crackery malt. From the blonde, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want a little bit more fruit usually. But then it's a balance because if you put too much fruit, it's like too it, sweet. Yeah. This is a really, really nice balance. Oh, man. Really. Yeah. Shouts yeah. to them, man. I yeah, can tell right. yeah, them they really kill good. it. But I don't think they added um, any fruit in this one. I think they. It was, uh, I think it was a, uh, it wasn't an extract, but it was. No, was it? No, I. I uh, gotta... uh, Diana, Brian, call up 786-294-6263. It'll be an episode later, but you, you can t- <laughs> tell us what you used, and I'll play the message. That's 786-294-6263. It's the hotline. Text me. Leave me a message. I'll play it on the episode, or I'll read it on air. This is delicious. Um, yeah, this is great. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, I'm always impressed You know, with everything they put out. Uh, it's, it's good stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, they fantastic. Even, they were even nice yeah, enough really to brew people. a beer with me, so I was like, oh, that's cool, mm-hmm. you know? For sure, for sure. What are you drinking nowadays? So, early on in the beer journey, it was always the mixed six-pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always finding beers I never heard of. I was like 22, 23, and I was getting into it. So, higher alcohol. I, yes. you know, all the it, That was the hot bomb, uh, that war era. When okay. er, it was like 90, you know, 90 IBUs, 100 IBUs, a million IBUs, yes. as many IBUs as we could put in there. And, yeah. like, so I would drink a lot of those. But... Having been in the space for like 10 years, I really like something that's just reliable for me. Okay. So that's where I, why I've fallen into like Saison, Pale Ale, ter- Lager territory. Okay. Usually. Because yeah. I can have one during the week. I don't drink a lot, really. Mm-hmm. I just like the flavor and like the little bit of relaxation with it. So mm-hmm. something nice and smooth that I can sip. Okay. And if I have someone over the house or if I'm out somewhere, I can have like two of them and be not slurring my words. And Correct. Be okay. yeah, yeah. Just enjoy Still the conversation. Still be functioning. Yeah. yeah. So right yeah. now, you know... Some combination of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale because it always tastes good. It's okay. always in the stores, and I know that it's craft. Um, and then a local IPA. 
Uh, you know, that's that I can get. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Not bad at all. Speaking of IPA. Uh-oh. Tin, tin, tin. We're going to move right through. What is this? We're going to keep it moving. This third beer here. That label is, art is very cool. It's from Sun Lab Brewing. It is their hazy face. Hazy face. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. And um, it's a New England IPA. Clocks in at a 7% ABV. And it uh, it's funny. I just learned this, um, so I'm sharing with everybody. This is actually brewed in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, but it's brewed for Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. So they're based out of Miami, Florida, but their brewing happens in South Carolina. That's it's you the know first what that's time. Called? I, please tell me. Contract brewing. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, kind of like brewing. Yeah. that falls into contact contract brewing, kind of like what um, Prison Pals was doing. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Oh. And it's it's a good. Not every it, it makes it easier to start up a brewery, so to speak. If you can't find the land, if you can't get a warehouse, okay. you can have your recipes, have someone use their license. It's mm-hmm. there's a, a decent body of case law surrounding okay. the contracts and stuff like that. And then again, yeah. depending on the states, but it's very very common. I remember the first time I had encountered it. Do you remember the beer? I think they still make it. <clears throat> Orange Blossom Pilsner. Yes. OBP. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the earlier craft beers, and I was in college and at UCF. You know, towards the end, and I remember seeing on it. It was brewed somewhere in South Carolina or North Carolina, one of okay. those two states. And that was the first. I think Thomas Creek Brewery, okay, was the one that used to do that. And that was the first time I got exposed to that. Maybe that's where hmm. I got the the itch to go down the beer law. Thing. Okay. I, I have no idea, but it, to your point, I was like really fascinated by yeah. that. Like, what do you What do you mean it was brewed by somebody else? <clears throat> Who's yeah. the brewer? <laughs> yeah, well, Wait, the, he's not here on site. Like, right, what yeah. is this? Yeah. What's happening here? You don't have mm. some random German grandpa in the back just brewing <laughs> beer like constantly. Yeah. Yeah, like, what is this? What is this? Well, let's find out what this is. I've never had it before. And I'm not an IPA fan, as most as my listeners know, but um, I'm always willing to give it a go. Like you said, I'm from that six-pack, mixed six-pack era where I'm like, I try everything. And then, if you know, you didn't want to waste a bottle, so either you fought, you, you fought through it or you hope somebody else in the room liked it. So I got I have to comment on that. My wife used to look at me. She's like, are you even liking that? And she wasn't my wife. She was my girlfriend. You know, it was real early dating. She's like, are you even liking that beer? I'm like, no, it, it's garbage. She's like, why are you still drinking? I'm like, because I, I, I have to. I, yeah, I bought it. Because I paid $20 yeah. for this beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's economy. This is, no. the, this is economics. Exactly. <laughs> Indeed, man. Hey, listen. You can't be pouring it out for. No, you can't. I'm glad you heard it wasn't just me, man. Yeah. That's something that yeah. you got to right. chug yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, you're so, pouring out a lot of that. You must have. You must be remembering a lot of homies today. You're, you're <laughs> yes. pouring out a lot <laughs> of that beer. Yes, yeah. there must have been several, yeah. several people. What do you think of this one? I get overripe pineapple mm-hmm. on the aroma, so I like it. It's it's sweet, like, but not in a negative way. Not in a. You can't. The body isn't sweet, right? Yeah. It's not heavy. Yeah. It just the flavor wise, mm-hmm. like overripe pineapple. Yeah. It's good. Nice. Yeah, this is um I don't know if it's because we've already had two beers and maybe that that sour and the pale ale kinda like just like did a number to my palate where I'm now I'm drinking this, I'm like, Yeah, this isn't bad. Yeah. But if I were to start with this IPA, I'd probably be like anybody want an IPA? I, I gotta know. What don't you like no judgment, but yeah. what don't you like about IPAs? The bitterness. It is. It's just the purely bitterness. the bitterness. Yeah, it's the okay. bitterness. It's it's that it's the lingering effect. Which might not be one and the same, mm-hmm. um, because I know that there's some that are bitter, but they don't last long at all um, on the back end. Like they don't, they don't just stick around. My thing with IPAs has always been it's like it's hard for me to sip a beer and then have that taste just remain, um, and then 
I still have the taste in my mouth, and I don't feel the need to go back and drink more. So does that apply to stouts? Because some stouts can have long-lasting flavors. The coffee ones, for me. Yeah, you, don't, me, want, you don't like the I don't coffee like, ones. I don't like okay, the coffee ones. Right. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I know that, that, yeah, that, that coffee is the same thing where it kind of, they, that lingers around. That lingers around. At least you're consistent. I, it's one of the few things I do right. That, <laughs> that and age. That, oh yeah, you're good at aging. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you. Let me I call, work on are, it every day. You are so good at aging. I mean, yeah. Brilliant. Considering that he's 62, man, uh, he looks fantastic. Amazing. Oh, yes, man. You must be doing like the cold baths in the morning and stuff. Like yes, that. a little Jumping bit of everything. The There's a lot of a lot of sea moss, cold, <laughs> cold plunges. I'm like on the Rick Rubin and shit. Like I'm. I'm doing oh, you're living in an in air, you know, like a, one of those air buses, on, yeah, but like on a hundred acres of land somewhere. Correct. Yeah. Well, not, not really. Not that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some water nearby, but <laughs> but enough about me. <laughs> Let's get into this fourth and final beer. And uh, I have on the show, man. I just talk a lot. <laughs> no, this is great. But that's what it's for. That's yeah, why no, no, no. it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, this fourth and final beer. I was told, I was informed by someone who you're very close to that, that told me, they were like, he's really going to enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. You should have so. told me that. I'm such a contrarian, I'm going to hate it now. Just, so not, just, hey, just, to, <laughs> just to hate it. Just to do That's it. That's eight. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I love the smell. Okay. So that's, that's a start. And once again, shouts to the sponsored Beard Brews and Food, um, acting co-host this time around, because he's the one that provided me with this beer. Yeah. He was in my crib. He helped me out with the situation. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we made things work, bro. We made things work, and I gave, I paid you in beer. <laughs> but don't, don't let that get out, though. Yeah. <laughs> don't let that get out, because people be like, yo, you accept beer, right? Ed Barters. <laughs> yeah, bar, yeah, regularly. But we, 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 we don't know the job. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> is this a is this a sour? It smells funky. So this here is um, it's an imperial IPA. This is an IPA. Yes, and it's a collab between other half and Fidens. It's their Broccoli's Axe. It's an eight point five percent IPA out of Brooklyn. I wish I had. What? what? Oh, I'm gonna put it in there. I'm gonna put a Brooklyn bloop, sound. Bloop, in bloop, 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 this is. You know, this is great. Okay, that's great. You hit your Dan hit it on the head. He said he goes ah. Oh. Well, yeah, the aroma is like so like mm-hmm. it's so dankly hoppy that yeah. I actually thought it smelled like a sour. Like it, the, it's because it's very unassuming. Like yeah. I'm smelling it, and I'm like, it doesn't hit me in the face. It's kind of like a, a mix there. It's earthy, right? Like it's very earthy. Whoa, Dan, you heard me, Dan? Huh? I yelled your name, and you heard. He's like Buddy Mary. Just you appears. was yeah, right, Candyman. Candy Dan, Candy Dan, Candy, candy Dan, Dan. Candy Dan, <laughs> <laughs> candy Dan can just say? just like you, just like you. Prophesized, Josh was gonna enjoy broccoli's broccoli. axe. Where you drank it all. This is delicious. Like this is really good. See, yeah, that's really good. You see, you like, but you like this IPA. There's no broccoli added. No, <laughs> no oh, broccoli so was harmed. Not, there's no antioxidants in this. Not a fibrous vegetable. No, <laughs> no, no you're not, not gonna get any fiber. Sorry. Doesn't beer have antioxidants? In it? I can't. I can't sub for uh, cucumber. Oh. <laughs> Dan, all right, Dan. See, you don't. I'm glad Dan is off mic because he's always he's always dropping little hints about me and my personal life on this podcast. You're a public figure, and that's not what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. Drop your location. <laughs> Drop your location. Uh, so you guys approve of this one? Yeah, no, this is fantastic. Okay. This is dangerous. It's very dangerous. No, it's very mm. dangerous. Way too smooth. Yeah, 100%. I, had, I had a couple of pints when I was at other half. Um, 
Earlier, um, Ooh. in what, when was it? June, July, somewhere around. It was there? June. It had to be. It June. was June. Yeah, because yeah, you went June. missing in June. Like, I went June. missing in June for a little bit, so yeah. I went to New York and I bought a. I, I bought this four pack, but I, I I went crazy on this when I was out in other half. Was what? this the original location or one of the the, the original the, location? The, oh, yeah. I love yeah. that place, man. It's so tiny, but it's tiny, it's, so but it's dope. It's so great. Yeah. People line up, and you're just sitting there, like, should I buy my twenty four pack now? Wait, yeah. I wasn't oh, okay. Buy yeah. a twenty four pack. Get it, get it while you're sitting there because you might not run into it by the time I remember the line is so done. vividly on Instagram seeing these weird cans with like mm-hmm. the broccoli and stuff. I'm like, what? What brewery is doing this? So I'm like, all right, when you get to the brewery, yeah, you come around the back and we'll have you know the all the beer, you know, seeing mm-hmm. green and all that stuff yeah. out the back, you know, limited. You know, we're right by the McDonald's. Just don't park in the McDonald's <laughs> parking lot. Just yeah. don't park there, please. So that happens everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere yeah. you go, they have rules as to where and where not to park. So that's that's pretty dope. What's the furthest place you went to enjoy a beer, specifically for the beer? Well, from down here, I've had so I've I've had beer in New York. I've been okay. to uh, Gun Hill and other oh, half. Gun Hill. Gun Hill's super underrated. We, we had, we had Gun Hill on the last episode. It was super the best underrated. beer. Yeah. It was very good, very yeah. good. So, so in Florida before. So what Dan said was, "What brewery? Oh yeah, he's on on. Yeah. yeah, what brewery have you seen that that made you want to travel to go check it out?" Uh, the easy answer is Civil Society. So okay. when the they deal. opened, it was when the hazy beers were becoming more prevalent. And, you know, VC wasn't open yet. A lot of our favorite South Florida breweries weren't open yet. It was okay. not as prevalent of a style. And I was following a beer blog on Instagram that talked about pulp. Okay. Their beer pulp, which is te- – they call it a wheat beer. I, it's, an, it's an IPA, but they call it a wheat beer. And it was getting all this notoriety and all this stuff – and I have family up in Palm Beach, and I was like, I have to try this beer. Gotcha. And that so that was one that I saw, and I like had to travel for it. Okay, the farthest beer I've had in the country or traveling would probably, I guess Guinness when I was a kid with my parents going over to Ireland. Okay, but Cellar Maker out in San Francisco. Cellar Maker, never. Cellar Maker, yeah, oh Cellar really? Maker's Cellar Maker is like legendary, yeah. actually. I, yeah. Okay, I was talking to Lewis earlier, and and next year, um, I plan on making it out to. California, I'm like, you know, tentatively, mm-hmm. tentatively. Sure, yeah. California and Colorado, and I got, I got a close homie of mine that lives about maybe 45 minutes, 40 minutes north of, well, with traffic, yeah. um, of, of San Fran. So now I know. Sel- I San put Fran has Cellar Maker. Yeah, Cellar Maker is great. So they're really famous for their sours and their IPAs, um, but they did stouts, they had Saisons, they had Pale Ales, okay. like awesome, tiny little spot. I'm keeping Very an eye out for that Very classic brewery. Yeah. Sure, sure. Josh, real quick. Um, because the people want to know about your music taste and your food taste, uh, one through four, the beers you have before you. I uh, hope oh, that stays there. Bom, bom, bom. What was that one? Oh, this is a. Uh, oh, this one right here. Uh, the, oh, this right twin here. Flame. Oh, this right here. This right here. <laughs> That's that twin flame. That strawberry printer. Help yourself. It's good. So, all right. Um, again, my wife always makes fun of me because, like, even if I don't like a beer, I'll be like, it's good. Yeah. It's a good beer. Yeah. Even it, but she's looking at me. She's like, "You hate you. You're not enjoying me." Like, no, no, it's, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> That's um, what wives do. Yeah, they make yeah. fun of us. No, she know, but she know she's not wrong. Like I, I have a hard time saying anything's bad. These were all great. I liked the broccoli Zach's best. Dan okay. was Dan was right. That was the number no question. one. Gotcha. And it was so good, I couldn't even let my contrarian side like just hate it just for the sake. And of you were prepared. It. I was ready. I, I saw. I it. was ready to hate that. I, yes, yes. You know, I was <laughs> so ready to hate it. No, it's delicious. Okay. Um. And then I think I'm going to go with the strawberry printer. So shout nice. out to the homies who I haven't yes, met yet. Yes, yes. It's really good. 
It was really smooth, and the fruit wasn't too much. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, 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 flames. And then Sunweb, and then the Spirit Animal last. Sour Pale Ales are really difficult to do well. Yeah. They're just really hard to pull off. It was good. It was fine. I would drink it, but it's not. That's a crazy brewery. It's it, but in yeah. sour they're pails when they're so brewery. like when they're yeah. really good they're super frothy they're very effervescent mm-hmm. you know it's not like the head's there and then it's gone yeah no and it just had some stiff competition the competition like, very stiff yeah very stiff yeah. competition my peoples that was the brew segment um we're gonna get into the beat segment I still got Josh with me Lewis on co-host duties Dan what sat a, a, down a, at the table you might have to share a mic with the yeah, with Lewis. The mic. Yeah. But we, we got to get Josh out of here in a, in a, in a timely Thank you. fashion. So um, Thank you. y'all stay tuned. Bruce Beats and Eats. What about the beats? The beats. The beats. The beats. Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast, and we have reached the beats portion. Uh, this is where we get to know our guest's musical tastes. Uh, we'll ask him about the music he grew up listening to. Uh, some of the just the classic songs for him, maybe go into his favorite artist and and what song uh, from that favorite artist he really vibes to, and uh, and yeah, man, I mean, we're just gonna talk music playlist. We'll eventually get into like maybe uh, what what uh, style or genre of music people might be surprised to find out that he listens to or enjoys. You know, they catch you off guard. Like Josh might throw you that curveball. He might be like. Oh, you thought I only listened to this? Well, check this out, you know. I, I'm going to ruin your story right now. I listen to everything. Just heads up. I listen to literally everything. Well, we got that out of the way. So, uh, <laughs> that's it. That's the segment. Yeah. I always, listen, I always applaud people that have the, uh, the ability to enjoy all types of music. I am not that. I will tell oh, you right now. Oh, I love now, this. This is fun for me. Man. I will tell you okay, right great. now that I am great. not. Like, I could. Oh, no, yeah. He's 100% biased. I yes, love making yeah. people feel uncomfortable with their musical things. I, so, I, I'll, I will warn you. I will be joking with you if I push you on something. I'm just no, that's fine. Okay. Well, see, that's why we're not going to yeah. get into my musical yeah, okay. taste. Okay, okay, my taste. Okay, okay. Taste. I see how it is. I and as much is. as we might resemble yeah, each other, yeah. <laughs> you're representing us here, okay? Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's right. So by through virtue of you, I kind of listen to everything. There we go. Because, there wow. we go. Wow. So spiritual. Made it combined. There it is. Wow. Hey, listen, it happens. Are we Buddhist Did you say spiritual? Yeah. Oh I told God. y'all. I told y'all last episode we're gonna multi-purpose that sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. So no, in all seriousness, uh, Josh, growing up, what was what was the music that kind of like shaped your your adolescence? So and sync. No, we don't. You don't want me singing. You do not. want He me said in sync, but we're gonna ignore that. In sync was actually probably my first concert. Was it? Yeah, because okay. I had older sisters. I think I was five or six. I think that was like one of my first concerts. Oh, okay. So you gotta bring your brother with you. I, I was well. My mom Shepherd. took all of us. Yeah, yeah, my mom took all of us. I was, okay. you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yo, and six got some bangers, man. Like, yeah, they some do. Of those man. Songs are great. Um, that was the group with the Justin Timberlake. Right? That was yeah, the group yeah, with Justin. That's, okay. that's right. Which is heavily influenced with hip hop. Yep. Yeah. Which is very knowledgeable, apparently. Um, I think the reason why, and I don't even know why I know this. This is like the, the shit that I, I. This is where I step up in trivia because when him and um, was was he dating Fergie or no, Britney Spears. Yeah, but there was a time that he was dating somebody. I think he was dating Fergie for a minute. Anyway. He wasn't dating Fergie. Was no? I'm pretty sure he was so. not dating Fergie. Yeah, oh, no, shit, that's that's, definitely that's why I don't talk about pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I know whoever, someone he was dating that they, yeah. they, what they had in common is that they were able to talk about old school hip hop or hip hop. And you're like, they were both very well versed in it. So I know that he came from a place where it was like. Well, that and that first an solo album from him was produced by Timberlake. Timberlake. 
I mean, Timberland. Timberland, yeah. Timberland, yeah, Timberland, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but and, and those beats are, like, iconic. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, I love that album. Yeah, yeah. I really love that album. Okay. okay. Um, but, but the, yeah, the so early... when I was a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents uh, grew up in the hippie era. Okay. So, my, you know, when the Beatles came out, my mom was obsessed. You know, Paul was her favorite. And okay. uh, if I got that wrong, she's going to be so upset. No, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure Paul was her favorite. But, like, so I grew up with a lot of psychedelic sort of music. Um, the Beatles... My parents like Neil Young, a lot of Elton John. Okay. So I grew up listening to that. But the song that sort of changed everything for me was, it, w- it wasn't a necessarily a song. I was like 13 or 14, and I heard back in, well, okay, sorry. This is fun, so I'll say this. In fifth grade, I, I remember this very, very vividly. I got into rap at a very young age. Okay. I don't, I don't, know. I, I don't know. I just love, I've, always lo- <laughs> I've always loved rap. I have and very, it was N.W.A. In, <laughs> in fifth yeah. grade. Well, you know, I was in fifth grade. They're like, what, name your favorite song. And I wrote, What's Your Fantasy by Ludacris. Oh. <laughs> so fifth grade, you're 10. I was 10 years old. I'm like, and I'm pretty sure was, I only heard the edited version of that. I Correct. Heard, like the radio. Yeah. yeah the radio Which version. is still pretty graphic. Yeah. But. Shouts to Shauna, man. Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah Shouts <laughs> to Shauna, hey, man. Let's hey. give her her props. So. Absolutely. So, so I loved rap, and so like at that era, it was like Jay Z and Eminem, and um, the Blueprint came out. Blueprint was huge for me. I didn't even okay. know Kanye. I didn't know who Kanye was yet. Kanye ended yeah. up being a huge early, influence early for me yeah. musically. Um, but what made me want to learn guitar and then go down the rabbit hole of the history of music was uh, ACDC. I okay. heard Back nice. in Black, yeah. and I was like, I want to be Angus Young. So I have a Gibson SG. I bought that when I was 16. That was like my, I saved up for it. That's like my first guitar electric. That was like nice. Oh, shit. It was still a, a cheap Gibson, but it was still for me a lot of money. I was in yeah. high school. And that was the rabbit hole. And then I got, so I went from classic rock to unknown classic rock. Mm-hmm. I have to know the, you know, the guys you don't know about. You know, that's just <laughs> yeah. how I was, especially back yeah. then. Like, and if, if the people were alive, I didn't want to listen to it. I, I only want to listen to dead people. I'm like, it's just dead, <laughs> dead old white guys. That's why yeah. I want to listen to But that led to the blues. Okay. Which led to a, a friend of mine was like, look, if you play music and you like music and you want to get better at it, you, you should learn to listen to jazz. Mm-hmm. Because if you can understand and like jazz, you can understand and like any other genre of music. Correct. And they were right. And I yeah. went down that rabbit hole. And then so now my taste is just, I look for something with a groove that I can dance to usually. And nice. that's, and that could be country, that could be pop songs. I have like, um, you know, guilty pleasures. So like uh, Carrie Underwood, that song where where he cheats on her or whatever it is, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. The I'll, name of it. I'll look it up. It rocks, <laughs> yeah. bro. That song rocks, and it's it's just a, the drum beats fun, and it's like a rocking song. Oh, so is it the, the right now song? Yeah, right now. Why do I know that? Because it's a because it's a great song. It is. It is that's infectious. Why you know it's infectious. That. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. See, he won't even say it's good. He says infectious. That, that's the thing. With he him, won't even you know? say it's good. Yeah. He won't even say it's good. That's hilarious. I, I reserve the title good for hip hop songs. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a very long answer to your question. You no, see, no, I told you he's biased. Talk. He's biased. This biased. podcast yeah. is designed for long answers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're doing Class, just fine, Josh. Classic rock got me started. Yeah, he could be yeah, a lawyer, right? He's running okay. around he the country, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Please don't tell people you're being court. I would get in a lot of trouble. But where's the fun? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Judge, I was just, ha- I was, it was a goof, Judge. Yeah, it was yeah, a goof. Yeah, come yeah. on, listen. You can't take us seriously. Look at us. <laughs> look, look at us. us. Oh, come look on. at us. Come We're on. clowns. Come on. <laughs> no, that's excellent. So you ran down several different genres that you listened to. <laughs> I and I mean, that, like I said, again, I always applaud people that are capable of just having such a diverse taste when it comes to music. Um, what are you listening to, like, nowadays? What's something that you, like, kind of, like, bump? Con- uh, constantly Constantly right now Is 80's funk And Afro funk Okay Ooh, nice. Constantly nice. I love all funk music 
I mean, and the weirder the better. So what, what I'm worrying about 80s funk is it's a really weird time because you still have the influence of Funkadelic and James Brown, like mm. the really, really high level of musicianship that is required to come up with these songs. And they're very rhythmically difficult and they're just fun to dance to. But then they started getting really silly and Prince was very famous and he's funk. So like they started dressing like him and everything got very yeah. weird and like beautiful and amazing. And some of those songs are just so strange. So yeah. I'm really just, I'm doubling down on 80s funk right now. Okay, I want to nice. learn all the weird uh, bands I never heard of before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's is there a particular song recently that you heard that I like? Yeah, oh, it, there is actually last night uh, a band called Twenty Nine T W E N N Y N I N E. Never heard of them before. Wow. They used all the letters. I did. No, because the spelling there's no T in it. So it's twenty. Yes, twenty. Right. There's no there's no T in it. So I first of all I love that. Yeah. I love things like that. That's yeah, amazing. It's another level of creativity. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just it's a little dumb, right? Well, then, it's I just mean, a little silly. Like, yeah, it's just it is. a little yeah. silly. Correct. And I love silly things. So the song's called Peanut Butter. It's an okay. 80s funk band. Here's the interesting part. The drummer is a guy named Lenny White. Lenny White is one of the best studio jazz drummers of all time. Wow. Great drummer. Like, I'm t- like legendarily talented. Wow. And this song was all about making a peanut butter sandwich. I don't think it was literally. <laughs> I gotta like, listen to this. I don't now, think it, man. I had never heard it before. I didn't know the band because I I know Lenny White. I know yeah. 80s funk. Never heard of the song, and apparently it was a big hit. It was a big thing in the eighties. I, ne- I never heard it before. And, and, and I think it's a bold move for you, um, for not for you, for the artists, uh, for them to come out with a song that gives you instructions on one of the most basic sandwiches to create. Like, but like, nah, we're gonna do it anyway. I don't think they were literally talking about the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's levels. There's there's levels. There's a there. different yeah. sandwich. Yeah. There. I think they're yeah. talking about a different kind of sandwich. I don't know for okay. sure, but that okay. was the vibe I was getting. We're so. gonna decode it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just go back. Middle and, and bottom, maybe. <laughs> I think that might be a lyric from the song. I'm not even joking. I, I have to double check. <laughs> no, excellent. Hip hop. Yeah. Let's talk hip hop. I, I have a lot of opinions. Okay. So okay. you can ask me anything. I have a uh, lot. Well, of uh, okay. Um. So okay. So. You're you're significantly significantly younger than I am, so our our beginnings as far as our influences are not they don't line up the best. But because you you said you blueprint, so I imagine you're Jay Z over Nas. And yeah, in that in that battle, yeah, okay, for sure. Um, yeah. Is there any artist that you that wasn't kind of mainstream that you gravitated to, hip hop wise? At yeah. what part of my life? Any part, any part. Oh. Um, you might say I don't think of him as mainstream, but MF Doom or Excellent. New Job yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, those are the two, right? Like, yeah. Yes. So okay. when I heard New Job is, I'm like, I didn't even know rap could be this pretty. Okay. And when I heard MF Doom, I'm like, this is everything all at once. Yes. How how is that even possible? Yeah. The beats are magnificent. I learned he made the beats. Correct. And then the ry- the rhyming structure, so like the actual way he said the words was mm-hmm. difficult and unique, and the things he was. He was talking about nonsense and everything all at the same time, and I don't, it confused me, and I loved it. And yeah. he always wore a mask, and he had this whole weird persona that he didn't have to have. Correct. You don't have to do that. Yeah. But he did it. And I love had, that. Yeah, he had great. multiple personas. Yes, he did. So, it, and it's like through one album, you could hear four or five different versions of him. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and that was clever and like futuristic in its own right. Where it's like it's one artist, but he has different different personalities. And if you're really a fan of it, you kind of listen to this verse on this song. He's not speaking as MF Doom. He might be Victor Vaughn or King Ghidra or, or right. King Ghidra or yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, that that's, that Victor Vaughn album too is like so yeah. amazingly good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 
No, it's great. And then, and speaking of laws and sampling, mm-hmm. it's like, like um, Anita Baker's. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Oh, his sample. Sweet love. It's like, super, like he he didn't do much to it. Like you're hearing the song that was sampled right like there. Like the only person that did it a little more blatantly was was Bad Boy. Like yeah. where they were okay. just like they didn't do anything to the song. Oh, totally. They, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Juicy. Like it's literally just the yeah. instrumental from Entombe. Like it's Juicy literally for- just the <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. And it's like he didn't do much to this, but he's a super producer. Yeah. Anyway, I, I well, Dre used to do that too. He used to just take funkadelic songs, just yes. rap over the Funkadelic songs. This is true. This yeah. is true. This is true. I'm my man. I love Funkadelic. Funkadelic is probably my favorite band ever. I, really? Yeah, I, right now. Yeah, okay. Right now. Okay. But here's, so, did you know this about MF? Do you remember when he used to send out fake MF Dooms to do concerts? Yes, yeah, yeah. And he and, got in trouble and all that kind of correct, stuff? Yes. And people would always get me. Yes, because... So and then he he graduated from sending out like clones or not yeah. clones but yeah, people no, yeah, wearing yeah. the mask yeah. and then he graduated from that to um hey listen I'm just going to be appear uh, on a screen on a Zoom. Yeah. so he'd be like uh performing live from Planet X yes. or something but like that but it was that. his like home it was, it was like he was hanging out with his yeah. wife and stuff so you're at home. a yeah. club watching a screen yeah and- <laughs> and he still had the mask on, so hypothetically, it still could not. It may not have been yes. him. And and his yeah. and his whole thing was like they don't pay to see me, the person. They pay to see the mask. They pay to see the performance. And I also love. I just love that concept. I'm not gonna lie. If I paid to see him and I wanted to see him, I probably would be mad if it wasn't actually it wasn't him. him. Unless yeah. it was Hannibal Burris. When that happened, I would have been very happy. Oh, yeah, that, was, see, that, yeah, that would have been very cool. Yes. Talk but, about mass singer. Yeah. Like, but, you know, oh man, that show is dystopia. I'm not a fan of that show. <laughs> no. But that uh, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's very dystopian. Uh, I don't want to see Rudy Giuliani. No, I just don't want to see. I don't want to see that. That's not. That's not something I want to see. Uh, it raises a really interesting artistic question when you're going to see a show. Is it the person? Is it the individual? Is it the music? What is it? And it's probably mm. a little different for every person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's really fascinating. No, it's true. It's so true. And then it, yeah. It, I mean, like you said, we can go into a whole rabbit for hole hours of, man. of how of you know people doing, handle yeah. performances, the time they get there, the time or when they don't show up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's pretty. Well, uh, and then you have Tyler, right? Tyler the Creator, who I love. Tyler the Creator. Okay. Me. So another group, I guess, in college would have been Odd Future. Okay. I figured everyone knew who Odd Future was when I was in college. Gotcha. I listened to every... I remember Earl was 15 when he released that album. Mm. He was saying horrifically awful, terrible things. But the rapping was very good. And it was very funny. So I was really into that whole crew. Um, but Tyler is, like, different with the performances, right? Especially, like, when you watch the newer... The Igor and the, the newer album. Which yeah, yeah. It's, or, or Call Me If You Get Lost, especially. That, yeah, the second to last one was Igor, then Call Me If You Get Lost. Yeah, yeah. and he did the BED... The BET show where he was like sitting, like there was the wind blowing and he was like walking against the wind and he had the suitcase and it was this whole weird performance. So you have complete polar opposites there. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and that's, uh, it's funny, man, because I'm not very well versed in Tyler. I do, un- I do appreciate his talent. Um, and I've heard podcasts that break down like um, uh, Cherry Bomb and oh, Cherry Bomb's some, a great of, album some of his yeah. albums. Um, and it's funny because a lot of times what turns me away from newer artists is the the fact that they rely on a lot of like smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. to cover up for horrible music. Uh-huh. That's not the case here. Uh-uh. That's not the case. Even me not being a Tyler fan, I I understand. I'm like I understand his musical prowess, like his 
his his uh, genius in putting sauce together. And then what? And then he doesn't stop there. And Childish Gambino is another one that does the same thing. And I'm not a fan of him either, but I have to give them their props because they do. They go beyond. Not mm-hmm. even the the Redbone album. Not Redbone. The album with Redbone on it. You didn't um, like Awaken Your Love. I think it was called. You didn't like yeah, no, that album. No. I mean, what? there's songs that I like. There's songs that I. Well, at least this is America. Did you at least like this is America? Oh my god, dude! It was dude, it, dude. It, this, okay, oh my so god. the song served <laughs> the song served the purpose. I got it. I get it. it it's funny though. I think what, here he goes going around. There he goes. Yeah. Well, here he comes. <laughs> here here, here it comes. Here it comes. Me. Let's it, it, let's hear this. Give us the so, salt. Give us the salt. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a bad song. Um, not bad. I'll I'll take that. Not That's, a bad that, song. Yeah. So you hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did this podcast become about me? I'm very good at that. I'm very, very good. I'm very good at that. We, we the similarities don't stop. Um, but uh, I think overall it was uh, it was a good song. It's not bad. The it was we it was just weird to me seeing people people play that in their car and jamming out to it like ah uh, because it's dark. This, yes, it's like this is not the yeah. type of song that it's like a, a feel. So good, I know like, it's not about you, but I got to ask. So like, how do you feel like about someone like Kendrick then? Because Kendrick deals a little, with a lot of heavy Correct. issues. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he'll he'll take on subject matter that I, and I so I I really I really appreciate appreciate Kendrick's artwork definitely um, because he does touch on subjects that are not okay. I don't want to say they're not they're not commonly touched on because other people do. It's just it's not it's not in the mainstream view. So there there is people who have discussed you know any of the topics that Kendrick dropped on the last album. Um, on the on the Mr. Morale, mm-hmm. um, so people have talked about it, but he has a way of doing it where it's palatable to the mainstream. Now I don't know if that's just because it's he's already got a, a, a like a stranglehold on like you're gonna wait for like they're gonna play the next Kendrick no matter what or your radio's gonna play it you know everybody's gonna listen to it or if it's just I mean he's really good at it's what probably he does both. it's probably both I mean I'm not the kind of person I I know intellectually there's no such thing as the best ever at anything mm-hmm. right it's all subjective yes, and correct. probably levels is a better like you know if you want to say like god tier or tier below that is probably yeah. fine but with rap it's fun to do top 5s right I have more fun doing top 5s in rap than I do in like other genres of music okay I I think there's an extremely valid argument for Kendrick to be not only top 5 but maybe Maybe the most like expansive, impressive mm. rapper ever in some yeah. ways, yeah, yeah, right? Because to your point, it sounds good. It's not like he's just talking about difficult things and it's yeah. hard to listen to. Because Common always talks about beautiful stuff, but the earlier albums sound better than the later albums. Yeah. So I agree. I don't listen I to the later albums. I listen I to the earlier totally. albums. Yeah, and I love Common. Yes. No hate towards Common. Okay, just, wait. So, yeah. so I, now that you say that, let, yeah. let's do a real quick top five. Yeah. Uh, you you, 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 you uh, put yourself up for it. Yeah, so. I did. Here it is. I did. Um, the movie top five. That's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris great. Rock, yeah. yeah. So uh, no particular order All right. of actual one, two, three, four, five, but right. I, I'd say right now based on the amount that I've listened to them, then I try to go for rappers who tick a lot of boxes. So the production's incredible. They maybe say something, mm-hmm. whether it's about their personal life or, like, issues, and then there's something a little bit unique about them. Okay. Right? So Jay-Z is definitely in the top five. Okay. I think over his entire career, he's proved that. And Reasonable Doubt to this day is one of the best debut albums of all Oh, time. yeah. Big time. I, yeah, I got it. <clears throat> yeah. Like, Cannot the hustle the sample of that song like I it brings t- brings me to tears. It is wow. an amazing, wow. 
amazing. It's funny. I was listening to that album it's the other so, day. It's, it's, so it's a good. great album. It's a oh really good God. album. So Jay's definitely Jay-Z on there. there. Kanye. Okay. Kanye has to be on there. And people say he's not a great rapper, meaning like lyrically. I think that's oh, wrong. He used to be a great I think he's. I think he's better now than he's ever been, actually. Mm. Because he always has rapped about his life. Okay. And... You don't have to like him or his life. I don't like everything he says. There's no doubt he has said some crazy, wild stuff that I yeah. definitely don't agree with. He like raps him. about who he is as a person. He's a he raps about And he raps about, uh, you know, his, his self. And then his production changed everything as well. Mm-hmm. And people became more comfortable talking about this stuff after he came out. Yeah. So we have Kanye. We have Jay. Kendrick. Okay. Lyric. Same thing. I mean, he, he, is, he won a Pulitzer Prize for a rap album. That never happened before, I don't think. No. I could be wrong, but I think that was the first one. That yeah, is saying something. That. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it's hard to get that part of the establishment to yeah. recognize rap. Yeah. That's okay. not easy to so do. So that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's yes, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. At the same time, um if I think what played into what played into that was just where we are now, where where hip hop and rap is now. So that and I say that to say Interesting. there was people Way before him, that that easily deserved Pulitzer prizes, but where yeah, where the, where where the country was at, where the globe was at, because this is global, right? Hip hop is global, so where the globe was with that, they they weren't ready to give it. I agree. To, so he just found himself right place, right time. But it's I pref- it's better him than anybody else because, like you said, he is he know he's on top of his. He and, knows and that album does. in particular, like had a lot of like looking back on it, really classic songs. So yeah, I love my I love myself. No, that was the that was the first album. Um, I love myself, oh, which no, I, no, I love myself was on um, on a uh, um, Pimple Butterfly, which is the one he, yes, he correct. Won the the, yes, for. correct. Because so, then Damn came out after that, and Damn came out after that. Yeah, I, 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 although I will say this, the Damn concert was I saw a drum open up for him, and and uh, was it YG YG open up for him too? Okay. It was very random opening acts. Yeah. But I love Drum. Who's Shelly now? I think he changed his name to. Uh, huh. But so you had I love myself on there, which has an Isley Brothers sample. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, I, I, I never heard a rapper talk about loving themselves in that way before. Mm. Not like the flexing way, but sort of like a spiritual. I mean, I, again, to your point, yeah, people have definitely done it before. I'm yeah. not saying they have. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not no, saying but I know what you mean. Um, it's just very unique. You had Black of the Berry was on there. Yeah. All Right was on there. The video of the All Right was like outstanding. Institutionalized. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So those three, I think Andre 3000, I think Three Stacks is definitely in top five. So that, okay. I think definitely in top five. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the first verse to International Players Ball is we still, talking to this, about this. still to this day. <laughs> We've been, to this day, it, it's like you could do a whole. Yeah. yeah. It, to this day is. Dan just, turns a different shade of red right now. It, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason we're friends. I mean, yes. there's a reason yes. that we spiritually. See hard bubbles like. Yeah. yeah. Right now, like, <laughs> like on a live feed. Yeah. That's there's crazy. just bubbles everywhere. Speaking about Dan, yeah, he just brought in some gifts. Yes. Let's let's get. Oh into yeah, that. Dan should yeah. tell us what it is before I do my top five. I gotta think about my last one. So this is stout I did with. My boy Sam from Savage Life. Oh, shit. Shout this is to Sam. This is yeah, delicious. Yeah, we all know Sam. Um, so we did three versions of this. One's going to be the base stout. One we're aging in a bourbon barrel. Mm. And this hmm. one is a treated regular stout. So non-bourbon barrel age, 10%. With um, vanilla ice cream, marshmallow, <laughs> 
and almonds. God, it's the damn, almonds. Dude, that's what I'm tasting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, I taste the almonds. You taste wow. the almonds, right? Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. So you're telling me that this only can get better when you put it into a bourbon yeah, barrel. This is delicious. Like, this one's not going in the barrel. This is how it's going to oh, be. No, you, oh, this is how it's going to be. Okay. I want to talk about that real quick. When I got into craft beer, all the biggest, craziest stouts were mostly not barrel aged. They were just a brewed stout with a couple of treatments of anything. And those were really delicious, and they aged really well because they didn't have a ton of sugar in them. Yeah, so, thank God for evolution. No, <laughs> no man, no, screw that shit. I, I'm, I'm, I like this. I'm on board. With, I'm on Team this Dan with stouts. Yeah. Oh, I'm so on you're on? Dan. Okay, got team you. Team Dan with stouts. This is fantastic. This is man. yeah. You Good know job, what? Man. You mentioned the ice cream, and it's like when you taste it, it does have yeah. a thickness to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a and hardiness. You know what you gotta say? Oh, I think girl with whom I see. Hey, you just mentioned fucking international players. I'm slandering him. And you know what we said the other day with CeCe? I was with CeCe the other day who was on your podcast. Yes, shots to CeCe. Did you guys want to do Yeah. We always said, if I ever get if I ever get elected as president, I'm taking away the national anthem and put and international players in international player then. Wow. Yeah. No, screw that. Every ball no, game, no, everything, no. you stand up. No, you know what song and you we, just put your hands up. You know what song it should be? <laughs> yeah. Instead of international players anthem? Throw some D's on it. That's that's what no, song no, it should no, be. Yeah, it should be throw some D's on it. Yeah, I um I'm gonna go yeah. international players anthem because I'm not even yes. familiar with throw some D's on oh, it. But. Okay. Throw some cheese on it. Just Hilarious. bought a quarter pounder. Throw oh, some okay, cheese yeah, yeah. on okay, that. Yeah. No, that's okay. not. No, but throw that's not the original. No, throw some D's on it. Yeah, yeah. No, this I is, made that. No, it's Rich Boy. I just made that. But then Soldier Boy, before he came out with uh, Soldier Boy, tell him Wait. he had a remix of. Throw Are some you D's. talking about Soldier Boy the soup? No. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Sorry if I. Soldier Boy the rapper, who's from down here. Before Soldier Boy, tell him came out. He did a remix of Throw Some D's on it. He was literally in high school. And the basis of the song was he was saying to his teacher, hey, look at my report card, take these Fs on there, and throw some Ds on it. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's so funny. So my, so my number yeah. five would be Doom, I think. Doom. As well, yeah. So Excellent. I think I feel comfortable with that top five. Well, Tyler is well, creeping in, though. The, the more music he produces, the closer he's creeping up. Yeah. I, this last album was incredible. My peoples, you got, a, you got an earful of, of music. Dan even rapped for y'all. If I kept, if I keep it in, but <laughs> you got to keep that. Yeah. Definitely, you got to yeah. keep it in. No, you're no, definitely no. gonna hear the international. Well, you might have to pay uh, royalties if, you, if it's too true. long. You yeah. Know? yeah, but no, that was. I, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got lawyers now. Oh, no. we're, lawyer. <laughs> we're going to work our way around this, but y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beast and Easter podcast. Y'all stick around. We still got one more segment. It's the yeah. East segment. Got Josh, Dan, and Lewis in the place. Bruce Beast and Easter podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always love here. We you know we when the mics aren't on, that's when the gold happens. But um, but this is what y'all get. Unless you, unless you guys uh, subscribe to my Patreon, that doesn't exist. But it might, it might. We might get these conversations. Or his only on fans. <laughs> yes, all three of you. <laughs> it's a sad existence, but I, I'll take what I can get. Aww. Like I said, Bruce Beats and East the podcast. Uh, we have reached the last segment of the podcast, and this is where we get to know our guests' food taste. What they, uh, you know, the, the the food that they enjoy the most, uh, the guilty pleasures. Um, Maybe something that they that they can't stand, and and they'll be just fine if they never ate it again. 
whether they cook themselves, maybe they maybe they get busy in the kitchen, and uh, and and then we'll get into like probably desserts to see what's what's the one that that really calls out to them. Um, yeah, Josh, Josh, how busy do you get in the kitchen? Oh, that's a different podcast entirely. <laughs> okay, yes, that would be that would be bruised beets and, and skeets. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Pete, so so here we are. Uh, here we are, Josh. What a punchline! What what's what's the go to dish, John? Oh. Uh, Josh. Oh man, no, John, I bro, I've been called so many names my entire life. I you. I had friends that would call me John for a very specific reason back in the day, but that's a whole okay. also oh, a whole also, other, also, also a whole other story. Okay, okay. Um, I love food. I I fell in love with food before. I fell in love with beer. Uh, Bourdain was like one of my heroes, mm. so I cook a lot. Okay, um, I really like to cook. Uh, something I'm obsessed with. I love all noodles, but like noodle dishes from Asia. So any kind. So Korean, Thai, Vietnamese. Okay. So pho, ramen, the soups, the dry ones. I, I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. a, a sucker for it. So probably the go-to right now is uh, chicken pho. Okay, that's like nice. my like when I need yeah. a healing meal. That's like my go-to. Gotcha. It's fresh. It's light. It's soothing. Yeah. Um, what what's what what do you throw in there? Because I know typically they'll have the uh, the, the cilantro, they have the the lime. Like what what do you doctor it up? I with? do uh, the basil, okay, the bean sprouts, mm. and then the sambal, okay, which is the chili paste, not the sriracha, gotcha. like the chunkier one. Okay, mm-hmm. that's okay, the, okay. that's the that's paste. what that is. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the bean sprouts. Like yeah, I love the beans. I go the Thai, cr- the crunchy. Like, give yeah, me the yeah, bean sprouts. yeah, give yeah, me yeah. the crunchy. Yeah, it reminds me of a uh, yo shouts, shouts to brother Gabe. My brother. Um, oh, literally your brother. I thought you meant like a priest or something. I'm like, yeah, brother no, Gabe? No, who's, who's yeah, brother, brother Gabe? Gabe. Yeah. yeah, brother Gabe. Yeah. Brother Gabe, baby. <laughs> so we, we have this. Every time I, I, I enjoy bean sprouts, and every time bean sprouts comes up, I can't help but think the, of The Last Dragon. Now, that might be a little old. I know what it is. Okay. Come on, so man. So when he goes, all right, so we are the same. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Lee <laughs> Where he goes, yes, where he goes, I got his pizza with bean sprouts. And it's like, it sounds like the most <laughs> disgusting thing ever, but... Yes, so I I digress. Crunchy, crunchy. Yes, um, is there a, is there a particular dish you prepare yourself that you're like ah oh, this I I got something with this one, oh, or or, or you would you like if you were to welcome people in your house you're like this is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna <sighs> present them with. It's difficult because my just my my taste in food it hasn't changed, but it's mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier in the show. So my wife is vegan or plant based, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and we've been together for a while. So I've just started eating more vegetables and tofu and tempeh and all that kind of stuff okay. over time. So I, I'll stick. This is a beautiful. Yeah, uh, Dan just gave me like present, yes. beautiful beer. I have no idea. Yes, it's it's, it looks glorious. Glorious. Wow. That's yeah. the uh, mutinate. That's the mutinate. That's the seltzer. Nice. That's gorgeous. Um, so I'll go with like when I was a kid. Uh, it, it was the chicken parm. Like my mom's chicken parm gotcha. had a big impact on me. Her brisket as well. Okay. Mm. It was it was the dishes that were like you could take, you know, like the, there's like sliced up in the family takes. Got you. I, I don't it know. It creates for a sense of community for, at the same time because everybody's going. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I like talking and it's something for people to talk about even if you disagree over stuff. Yeah. So like at family events, like I have a big Jewish family. Like I'm not religious, but like we have a big Jewish family. So like okay. for the Jewish holidays, people would like. Getting into arguments or whatever, and I was a kid, and I didn't want That was the debate club that I was looking for. Yeah, that that's was the, the, debate, that's club. the debate club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to defend why the PS3 was going to be superior to the Xbox before they came out years ago to one of you know, with, with well-researched, I was like 15, with like yes. well-researched. But you had you know, done the knowledge. I, I had to have the knowledge to defend yeah. myself against my, <laughs> and, I, and I was right. Looking back on it, I'm like, the Blu-ray, man, they say the Blu-ray, Blu-ray is stronger. <laughs> Blu-ray is the reason it's going to win, you know. Uh, so, so those... Dishes had a major impact on me, but like 
I, I love it all. Nice. You know, I really do okay. just love It's not dissimilar to anything else. Okay. I still love food. When I go to a place and I try something that is, I'm not looking to replace it, but just when someone makes something plant-based mm-hmm. and I wouldn't think it would work or that it would be as unctuous or, okay. you know, just super filling and savory, when you get that experience, it's fun for me again. So as I'm getting gotcha. older, it's kind of fun. It's not just that it's healthier for you. Okay. It's a new way to experience flavor. It's, it's harder to get flavor out of a piece of tofu than mm-hmm. it is of a fatty brisket. Yeah. But you can do it. Yes. I'm not saying it's ever going to get to that level, but like you can you can cook it in a really beautiful way. If you press the tofu, it makes a huge difference. If you press it and then freeze it and then press it again, it makes an even bigger difference. Mm, okay. You know, so like um, I cook a lot and I use a lot of Asian uh, seasoning. So something that I make that people would love are my soups. I've actually been making soups like my whole life. Really? Yeah, okay. matzo ball soup I got I fell in love with, pasta visual. Oh, I, I just I love soup. Man. Yeah. 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 It's no, I it, love it's soup. Fucking fantastic. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And that, Who, that that was the thing I was gonna ask you. Like yeah. that that transition between um non vegan to vegan. Yeah. Like that creativity must have been like an awesome experience. It was and it's cool because years ago it's a lot harder to find I need I mean, I'm over six feet you know, we work out a lot. Like, I need protein, yeah. obviously. So five, six, seven years, it was harder to find. Yeah. There's tempeh. You know, you had the Beyond Chicken, but it was not the level it's at now. And the same thing with the Beyond Beef. Yeah. So, yeah, to your point, like, so plant, there's this restaurant. I, I'm not trying to pump anyone up or, or shill anybody. I'm really not. But there's a restaurant that's open up locally in Fort Lauderdale called Planta. It's an all-vegan place. It's, mm-hmm. it's Planta Queen specifically, so it's like all Asian vegan food. Okay. So Ooh, they'll nice. do like vegan, vegan sushi rolls yeah, yeah, yeah. or vegan noodle oh, dishes. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So a good example, the one that most people are comfortable with is like their tuna roll is mm-hmm. basically watermelon. So they cut the watermelon and they treat it, oh, right? They treat okay. it because oh, wow. visually awesome. it'll look sort of yeah. like it. Now, it's not going to have the fat or anything like that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so it's it's more plant-based. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, they have a Singapore noodle dish, and I love regular Singapore mm-hmm. noodles, right? The curry noodles, yeah. the dry curry noodles. Delicious. They do it with something called yuba, which is tofu skin. And it's kind of hard to find down huh. here. Tofu skin is super delicious. Wow. And it's super chewy and, like, okay. it's got a meaty texture to it. Okay. It's just hard to find because kind of, you have to boil soy milk and, like, skim it off the top and dry it. It's, like, a very delicate process. Mm-hmm. So you just don't have a lot of people that make it down here. So, like, yeah, like, we went with family recently and we had a bunch of, you know, it was family style. We all ate together, which is always something I like anyway. And then you're eating, like, these healthy, beautiful mm-hmm. vegan-based dishes and the flavors are there. And it's yeah. a little mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, what a mind blowing! It's yeah. it's, a, it's a trip. Uh, I've I've recently within I can say within the last year year and a half, I've adapted this philosophy that it's like when I go to when I go to the supermarket and I'm like, you know, growing up eating you know chicken patties, going back to the chick, chicken mm-hmm. farm, you know Tyson's or mm-hmm. Purdue whatever chicken patty. Um, you know, it's it's something you warm it up real quick, put it between two pieces of bread, throw on some tomato and cheese if you want, whatever. Um. And what I, I just recently I started applying this 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 uh, this way of thinking or this philosophy that I'm like, well I I know that's not chicken, right? So for that, <laughs> oh, I, might as well just, I might as well yeah. just get the Dr. Prager's or the and you're yeah, not wrong because no. I you, you're not going to convince me that the the uh, and I'm losing sponsorships here at Tyson left and right before you even get them. Fine though, but it's yeah. fine because it's like it's honestly I'm like well I, you, I'm, you're not going to convince me that that's chicken. So for that, I might as just well eat the. The plant oh, talk about got sued, and they're like, "Your beef isn't beef." Yep, exactly. Uh, who was it? Subway. Your tuna is not tuna. tuna. Yeah, exactly. So what is it? I then? think McDonald's too with their um, the with pink their, slime. 
wait, wait, wait. They got money. Lewis, they got money. Let's not go. Let's not go. Okay, we're not. Let's not mess up the McDonald's check. That might still come in. They're giving out. Got you, got you. Push a T and all the yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, I was just gonna say that. I got you, bro. Yeah, like everybody comes out with a meal. Like I might still get a Bruce Beats and Eats burger at McDonald's. This is why people are surprised I'm an attorney. They hear me talk like this. They're like, wait, you're what? Yeah. That all about the push a T McDonald's commercial. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, that's that's great. I, so I, I have recommendations for you when it comes to it. like yes. uh, uh, vegan junk food. Yes, every, tell me. Like, so um, shouts to um, Organic Food Kings. Uh, oh, several different locations. So bad. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying. trying I want so them to hard. name. Uh, 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 um, I, I, I was. Oh, like, you want a sandwich team after you? I talked. I, you know what? I settled for just like a some shake, f- some fries. <laughs> oh, fries! Just some, like fries. Some fries. Have you like, ever seen the Curb episode with Larry David? No. With the sandwich? No, no, no. no. I so, never watched that. Yeah. Oh man. Like oh. I'm, I, I, I love Larry Jew, David. Jew, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jewish family. Of course <laughs> I love Of course I love Larry David. <laughs> there was a great episode where they're on LA, right? And there's this deli that all the actors go to and all okay. the famous people have mm-hmm. like the sandwiches named after them. Okay. And Larry's really jealous and he really wants a sandwich named after him so badly. He's like, I, I want a sandwich named after me. And so he finally gets one. But it's whitefish and sable and like all this nasty <laughs> shit. It's the worst sandwich on the menu. And he's Furious, of course. And I think so I remember the, that episode. And the Wait, whole episode on. is about stealing Ted Danson's sandwich. Wow. He wants Ted Danson's that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one he wants. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. So for for my peoples who've been listening, tuned into the podcast since early on, man, I, I thank you all. Um, but yes, so when I sat down with Alex, one of the one of the three minds behind Organic Food Kings which originally opened up in Midtown. That was the first location. And since then, they've opened up uh, Brickle, um, Doral, and Kendall. You said Midtown. Uh, I felt like I was in Manhattan. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have Midtown, too. Yeah. Midtown is not just for New York. No. Okay, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> but so um, <laughs> I, I sat down with him, and we were talking about it. And uh, the reason I even met him was because I interviewed uh, DJ Got Now, one of one of the dopest DJs in Miami, young young guy, great DJ. His musical knowledge is expansive, and I I, I appreciate the work he does. So I met him there, and they had just named a sandwich after him. It was uh, a lemon pepper chicken sandwich, or quote oh, that unquote, sounds awesome, quote unquote chicken. I sandwich. I always look for the lemon pepper when I go to these vegan spots. I'm like, who's doing the lemon pepper? Oh, so then we gotta yeah. go. All right, All right. get your All right. wife. We'll do it. Yes, we're gonna pick a weekend, and I'm gonna take y'all down there. Okay. We're gonna and we're gonna sit down and break bread. I love that. Um, so. That he put me onto it because I'm like, okay, Got Now was one of the early sandwiches that was named after, and then eventually he had the, they named the one after Raekwon Davis from mm-hmm. the the Dolphins. Um, there's a couple different, um, a couple other people got sandwiches named after them. So my, me and my humor, I sit down, I interview him, and I'm like, yo, you don't have to name a sandwich after me, but can you get order like, can you like name like a size? Like like bruised beets and eat sweet potato fries or something, anything. Wait, what t- about what about leftovers? Because you're old, you know, your old head Ed. Is it like just like leftovers. Yeah, something that's been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, moldy or something. Yeah, that's really good. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Like, I mean, I want moldy it to be corn a, or something like that. I want like, them to sell it. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm it's not. It's not good enough that my name made the menu. I'm like, I hope exactly. It's ju- I'm saying it's it just like the Larry David Larry episode. David. You yes. want the good sandwich. Gotcha. You want the lemon pepper. Yes. That's what you want. Yes. I, no, it's taken. It's taken. All right. All right. Fine. Respect, fine. respect to the DJ. I haven't met him. Yes, respect, bro. Right. Respect, bro. So, with that being said, um, <laughs> what's what's the food that you like? You you can go the rest of your life without. Like, I don't really have one, honestly. Oh, no? okay, yeah. So I mean, everything is there. Is there like a 
I mean, some people don't like pickles. Some people don't like mushrooms. Is there something you stay away from? I love both of those things uh, very much. Yes. Pickle, I, lo- I love. Yes. Pi- never had pickles, pick feet. Yeah. I've always been afraid. So I, I can't say. I've always been afraid. The pickled eggs, to, those red pickled eggs. I used to go to the. And d- I always I'm remember. Not. You remember the scene in Pootie Tang? Yeah. When he, when he goes to the bar. <laughs> when, he, when he goes to the bar and. Uh, they, first time ever. Pootie Tang reference. Tang reference. Yes. Yeah, I got the first Pootie Tang yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, yes. There it is. Oh my God. That's like incredible. <laughs> I love that. I got the first Pootie Tang reference. Um, yes. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. <laughs> it just reminds me of the scene with the pickles, pig's feet. And yeah. Like they're eating all the eggs. Uh, probably gefilte fish. Okay. I don't love okay. gefilte fish. Okay. Um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't like it. I'd rather, I'd rather have a matzo ball. I feel like the texture is kind of similar. A lot of people don't like that. It's only it's it's only great for like old school folk. But I got a lot of family that like it. You put with the, yeah, the key is you put yeah. the horseradish on it. Mm. Put the horseradish. Yeah, on horseradish. And then and then and then the question: Well, what kind of horseradish? Is it the yellow horseradish? Is it red horseradish? What about oh, white? Man. Is it the double? There's more is than it, one. It's more than one horseradish. I, this I didn't yeah, know, bro. I'm learning shit. That's what yeah. I'm saying. This is great. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna okay. get you into the horseradish community. Please do. We're gonna have horseradish shares. Community? I, I, yeah, I bro. <laughs> We're gonna have horseradish shares. We're gonna get proxies. We're gonna get you bro. all the oh, horseradish. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I am willing to start as a prospect. You could set me up as a prospect and I'll and I'll work my way up. That's fine. You'll never have me on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> the only horseradish I know, I mean not the only, but it's the red one, right? No, no, it's the like uh, Arby's has a horsey sauce. Oh. It's horseradish. Oh. No, that's not um, horseradish. And then that's like not horseradish? Horse, and then God horseradish that they, they'll give you for uh <laughs> it's horseradish based, but the horse horseradish they'll give you like if you go to eat sea like oysters, they'll give you like Yes, a exactly a little bit yeah, of yeah. shaved horseradish. Yes, yes. So so. Yeah it is. Yeah. So a mignon a mignonette. Yeah. They give you a mignonette. Yeah, man. Okay, I got to look that one up. Oh, it's the little sauces they put on the oysters, like the yeah. oysters. Yeah. So that's what they call they, it. There's different mm-hmm. kinds of mignonettes, yeah. Okay. And I don't even eat oysters. I love ah. oysters. Well-read. You're very well-read. Yeah, I make it up. <laughs> He's a lawyer. He well, I hope, you don't yeah. make up, I hope you don't make up the answer to No, the no, definitely question. not. Definitely. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're here. Yeah. We, we're about the truth over here. Yeah. Um, desserts. I'm not a huge dessert guy. Okay. Uh... Desserts that got me super excited when I was a kid was tiramisu, though. Mm, yeah, tiramisu. Nice. Okay, yes. Probably the closest thing to coffee that I enjoy is You don't like coffee? I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. Bro, how? I don't know like, how you live. I don't understand how you live. Like, I, yeah, how <laughs> do you survive? Alone. You're not alone. There's a petition of people that, that are like, like, trying to force you to drink coffee. Like, like, or that want, f- trying to oh, no, they, it out. They, they like, started a petition shit. for him to start drinking coffee. That's so yeah, funny. Exactly. You might like this, though. So, like, it's not dessert, but uh, Publix. Shout out to Publix. Yes. Uh, sponsor. I'm saying sponsorship, bro. They yeah. sponsored things. Yeah, man. Uh, they had a coffee cake when I was a kid. And by the way, just to show you the difference, I, all my family was older than me mm-hmm. when I was, I was the baby in the fa- like mm. by far the youngest in the family. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking at all the adults. I always wanted to drink coffee. I started drinking coffee at a super young age. Wow. I just love it. Still, I'm like addicted to it. Mm-hmm. But I loved coffee cake. The coffee cake from Publix, the ring one with the icing and the pecans on it. Oh, I know you were talking I used about. To, I yeah. used to eat. It was okay. dangerous. Oh, you yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Dan is just so aggressive right now. Yeah. Dan is just super yeah. aggressive right now. Yeah, that's it's that sex in... panther that's on the table. That's, that's what, what it is. That's what it is. That's yeah, what it is. is. We still have the callback. Hey. Yeah. Brewing six, brings. We call that we call that callback. We call that callback. So yeah, that's that's a tiramisu okay. and coffee cake. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I neglected it and I should have gone back to it. Um I know chicken parm is is like the staple. Yeah, right now, yeah. And I had wrote notes earlier and one of the very few times that I actually go back to my notes because it's about time, On most dude. episodes, I'll, like, write something down that, like, I have to, like, I got to go back to that. Yeah. Uh, call back. 
episode's over and I never bring it up. And then I go home, I look at my notes, I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't well, ask Well, let's not do that. Let's, no. let's, let, let's get it off your list. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Where would you go to get a chicken parm if it wasn't something that was prepared at you know home? Oh, uh, like, okay. So I can't, say my, I can't say my mom's. Um, the last one I had was when we got married. I had it at the Wine Garden, uh, okay. which is a restaurant here in Fort Lauderdale down by the beach. And that's where okay. we got married. And it was beautiful. And I don't eat a lot of meat now, but they had it on the menu and it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So the and day who are you to go against what's right? Who, are, who am I? And exactly. we were, I was getting married. And, you know, so that, was, that one was really good. I really gotcha. liked it. Really BK delicious. Chicken Parm. Last question. Never had it. Never had the BK no, I, I stopped eating fast food like before all that stuff came out. I think the last like big thing I had from BK that was unique was the chicken fries when they first came out, gotcha. however many years ago okay. it was. Oh, well, I, I applaud that. I applaud that. Um, and I applaud the, uh, the the changes, whether they were your idea or not. No, go. they were. No, no, okay, no. She's, so cooked me, she's cooked me non-vegan stuff before. She's nice. totally no, supportive. Awesome. Yeah, she's yeah, totally okay. supportive. Uh, it's a personal thing. And it's just weird. I'm not like, I sound like I'm. She makes fun of me too. I, I keep bringing her up. And I, I keep told saying, you that's what wives <laughs> yeah. do. Well, well I'm very easy to make fun of. I'm a ridiculous human being. So, like, you know, it's, it's, I push it more than she does. I'm more judgmental of people on the vegan side of things than she is. And she's the actual vegan one, and I'm not, you know, but it's, uh, it's, it's fun. I don't know. I like it. So, right now, your substitute is uh, eggplant parmesan, right? Or no, I mean, oh, uh, if what I go, are you doing? Uh, if I go to an Italian place right now, it's pasta, probably with like okay. mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, just, I still love mushrooms, man. And, and like, people are starting to cook the oyster mushrooms, like chicken. And, like, they're, they're, they're stringy and, like, they're big. Yeah. And you can, like, really press them into the grill and, like, really dope. Yeah. Shit. Actually, I'm not trying to plug, like, other brewery places. I think there's, like, an Asian pop-up at Union Beer Store that has, like, dope fire food and some of it's vegan. Like, Asian food. I, I saw it on Instagram. I don't know if it tastes good. I saw it on Instagram okay. and I'm like, that looks awesome. Okay. That's it. It looked impressive. It looked impressive. We're going... Yeah, it looks very impressive. We're going. Yes, very impressive. <laughs> like Lewis, it looks very impressive. Oh, thank you. Yes. There right. it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, <laughs> I'd like to thank my guest, Josh, for yeah. taking the time, sitting down and talking it up yeah, with me. Yeah, that's right. That's I'd right. like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Make sure you tell them that they got to subscribe, follow, rate, comment, like, share, everything that comes with you know podcasts and and digital streaming platforms um always as always shouts to use the bruise lewis thank you so much for sitting in and um and yeah man uh 786-294-6263 i need messages whether it's of the voice variety or the text variety i need those messages okay um yeah, if not, if you don't send me messages or text messages, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, we, I'm we gonna release. Text? Yes, you can. So we can sex. I can't read a picture, bro. Uh, <laughs> my peoples, please reach out. Uh, let me know what you're drinking, what you're eating, and, and what you're listening to. And if you don't interact with me, that I'm, I'm just gonna start loading these episodes with with Dan Ryman International Players <laughs> Theme, uh, International <laughs> Players Club. Yeah, <laughs> test me, test me, and find out. Y'all know what it is. I love all of y'all. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Thank you for having me.